Well, good morning, everybody. It's about 8.30 in the morning here in North Florida, and uh, we're leaving Lake City, heading up to uh, Screven, Georgia, to Lake Grace, taking my in-laws up to their home there. And uh, my wife is actually driving their car and driving them up there and then dropping them off. They feel comfortable driving in a smaller town rather than driving the two hours up there on the road. So my father-in-law's getting a little older. He's 82 or 84. I can't really remember. It might be 84, but anyway. And my mother-in-law is, uh, I think she's 80. And um, of course I'm... 55, be 56 in December, and my wife is uh, 50, 54, maybe, yeah, 54, just turned 54, and uh, <clears throat> we're kind of getting up there ourselves, you know, um, I'm looking at probably 10 years to retire, um, well, actually nine years, maybe now, <clears throat> anyway, um, parents get older and they need they need a little extra attention and uh, it's not something we we want to do it's not something that you know we enjoy doing because her parents are they're not they weren't the best parents in the world they weren't the worst but they just weren't the best and they didn't garner a, a lot of grace and mercy I guess from my wife but <clears throat> it's not easy taking care of parents. I had to take care of my parents uh, just for a little while. My dad, not my mom. Uh, my, my parents are already dead. They've been dead now. My dad's been dead for 10 years now, and my mom's been dead for, oh gosh, probably close to 16 years, maybe. Gosh, has it been that long? That's crazy. And... Uh, they both died of uh, cancer. Uh, they were both heavy smokers. And uh, my dad, I think he was 72 when he died. <clears throat> and um, I think my mom was 60, no, 69 maybe, I'm not sure. She was younger, she was older than him. So anyway, uh, my dad was, uh, a diabetic, a non-compliant diabetic, but um, actually died of lung cancer. He was a heavy smoker, and he also worked in the shipyards around asbestos, and so it was a combination of the two, and, <clears throat> you know, he he was in a VA hospital when he died on the hospice floor and uh, went peacefully, and my mother died in, in, uh, in the hospital as well, so um, both of them were they would lived a really hard life, so I don't have to take care of them, and I know it makes me sound kind of uh, cold and calculated to say that I'm glad I don't have to, um, but they weren't the best parents either. If you've heard any of my podcasts, you know how how they were, so, <clears throat> so now we're left with um, Louise and Robert and uh, their final years on this earth as they try to navigate around, or actually circumnavigate really, around the community and their home and 
<clears throat> they become pack rats. Uh, they have a home that's up in Georgia that we're taking them to, and it's just absolutely filled with stuff that they will not throw away and they won't get rid of. So that's something we're going to have to do. Uh, yeah, I told my wife, uh, she has a brother who lives in Las Vegas, and she has a sister who lives down in Orlando. And uh, the sister is estranged from the family. And uh, <clears throat> the brother lives out in Las Vegas. He's a sommelier out there. And if you don't know what a sommelier is, you're not alone. If you do, then you're smarter than I was. Um, someone who buys high expensive wine and sells it and distributes it. So that's what a sommelier does, interestingly enough. Um, I'm not sure what uh, Angela does. She lives down in Orlando. I think she just stays home, takes care of her kids. <clears throat> and uh, so they're, they're really not involved. And so my wife and I are the ones who are closest and will be the ones who will be getting rid of things when they're gone because we can't get rid of it now. Um, they won't let you throw away anything. My, uh, my mother-in-law used to, um, she may still do this, I'm not sure, she used to save the lint from the dryer. Uh, she'd put it in a, in a plastic bag. She also would save uh, cut-up cereal boxes in, uh, in, in uh, plastic bags as well. And um, she just wouldn't throw anything away. And uh, he wouldn't either. He'd keep newspapers and old uh, emails, and, I mean, meticulously pack them away in boxes and, and label them, but uh, they have a hoarding problem. Uh, there's no animals, thank God, um, no rotten food or anything like that we know of that's in the house other than the refrigerator. We did, uh, we did, um, there was a period of time where their uh, fridge was full of old rotten food, of course, now they had been out of town for a long time and been in their home in Florida, so they hadn't been up there in a while, and so we ended up throwing a lot of that away for them. Uh, we found a dead bird in the freezer uh, that Louise was keeping. We don't really know why. <coughs> you can really, there's really no room anywhere. They've, they've stacked stuff everywhere all over the house. Uh, there's one bathroom that you can't even use because there's so much stuff in there. And it's not stuff you'd want. It's not stuff that you could look at and say, well, gosh, you know, that's, this is worth something. It's just papers, papers and clippings and just books and magazines and all kinds of things that are just really bizarre, just stuff that they won't throw away. And that's just, that's who they've been. I've known them for, good Lord, my wife and I have been married now almost 30 years. We dated for seven years before that, so I've known them for a long time, and uh, they've always been this way. It's just gotten worse as the kids have gotten older and there's no more room in the house. And of course, they bought the, um, they bought the house in Georgia, and really all that house in Georgia was was just another, another space you know, more space. And so um, um, we know that we're going to have to clean out two houses. Now, the one in Florida is not as bad because they've moved a lot of stuff up there, and they always take stuff with them back to Georgia when they go. 
Now they're at the age now where they can't really take care of themselves. Robert has serious uh, mobility problems. He uses a, a rolling walker. Um, <clears throat> Louise, um, she can get around pretty good, but Robert's mind is slipping. Louise is just, um, she's hard of hearing and she's very manipulative. Um, Robert's just clueless and he's hard of hearing and uh, his mind goes from time to time and so he, his memory's not the greatest. Um, I think his mom lived to be in her 90s. <clears throat> so could be Robert would live a lot longer, but and Louise is not in in any real uh, health. She doesn't have any real health issues, so they could live a lot longer. But they're getting to the place now where, uh, like having to drive them, she you know she complains that Robert runs red lights and he doesn't stop on time, and you know his re- his response is is really delayed, and he goes too fast and. Of course, this is coming from her. She likes to, you know, embellish things. So it's it's hard to tell if she's being completely honest or not. So you have to take it with a grain of salt, as my grandma used to say. But it's going to come down to us taking care of them. Um, and it's not that I don't want to sound like I'm, uh, you know, I'm a horrible person. Um, you know, I'm not a horrible person. I'm probably not the best person in the world, but I'm not a horrible person. But uh, it's it's just, you know, I'm getting older. You know, there are certain things that, you know, I, I can still do a lot of things that I, you know, that they can't do, you know, but then I pay for it, as I always have. You know, uh, it takes a while to get over things. If I work hard in the yard or, you know, like I did a couple of weeks ago, cut down a couple of trees and trim some limbs in my yard, it took me about, you know, three or four days to recover from it, you know, so I'm getting older, my wife is getting older, she's got some issues of her own, so, <clears throat> you know, we, uh, we're older, we're older couple too, and, you know, we're approaching our 60s, and uh, it's not something that, you know, we're going to be able to do physically, um, and, you know, we have, we still have our children at home, and, um, got a 14-year-old boy at home, and uh, my daughter and her husband live in an apartment that's connected to our home. It's our old garage, so we, we have we have responsibilities there, too, and so we don't want to spend all of our time taking care of, you know, Robert and Louise when really what they should do is, is liquidate all of their properties and, and move into an assisted living facility where they could be in better care, you know. <clears throat> but they're not going to do that. You know, we've, we've talked about it ad nauseum, and they're not going to do it. So um, we're faced with doing things like we're doing this morning, driving them up to Georgia. So it's two hours there, two hours back, plus whatever time it takes to unload them and get them in the house, and, you know, and then leave. So, you know, we're, we're spending four hours or more, probably five, when it's all said and done, <clears throat> to um, take them where they need to go and get back. And so, I don't mean to sound ungrateful, but, and, you know, we don't say anything to them. We don't express our uh, opinions to them. We just do it. We smile and do it because, you know, we feel like it's a responsibility of ours. And so, um, 
it's just one of those things we, we have to really kind of gauge. And um, my friend, his dad is in hospice dying right now. And uh, he's been diagnosed with uh, Alzheimer's for uh, about a year or two. And so they've had to have someone there with him. And it's just taking care of your parents is uh, it's a big deal. And if you're young and you have your parents around and they're in relatively good health, you may be taking care of them one day or one of your siblings may be. Or you may be taking care of your parents now. You might be listening to this and thinking, gosh, I understand exactly what they're talking about. Um, it's just the way it is. And so I think about, you know, do I really want my kids to have to take care of me? I don't want my kids to have to take care of me at all. I don't, you know, um, I really don't want to go into a nursing home. Um, I don't want to go into an assisted living. You know, I'd like to maintain my uh, independence as long as I can. But if it gets to a point to where I cannot take care of myself anymore, then I would much rather go into a nursing home or an assisted living at that point. If it's, you know, if it's someone, a stranger taking care of me or my family taking care of me, I don't want to be a burden to my family because I think it can, uh, I, I just have personally seen where it can hurt the relationship having to take care of family members because now you see them as a burden, not so much as a family member that you love and, and, and you know, love and endear or in, yeah, or endear, endearing. So, um, I don't want my kids to have to go through that. Um, you know, I think with most people, I don't know, maybe I'm assuming most people think like I do, I probably shouldn't, but the way I feel is I would much rather die and go into heaven or to the next life than be a burden to someone, whether they're a stranger or my family. Uh, because I, uh, I would just rather leave this world, you know. And I'm sure Robert, my father-in-law, is at the point where he's in a lot of pain with his hips. Um, he, he's in constant pain all the time. He takes pain medication. His, his, his hip was broken as a child and it was during World War II and they lived in Czechoslovakia and so the Nazis were there and so healthcare was um, was not available and he was also malnourished during that time. They almost starved to death. So he has a lot of issues uh, both emotionally and physically from, from that. So he's in real pain. His hips never grew back or his hip never grew back properly and so um, he's you know, he managed to work for 35 years, you know, even in pain. But um, now, as he's gotten older, and of course, arthritis and everything has set in, and his bones are fragile, and his body is, you know, given out. He's he's in a lot of pain. So I could see Robert, you know, wanting to go on, go ahead on, you know. Um, I don't think that's unusual for the elderly to think that way. Um, I don't. I see. I see the the road ahead ahead of me, and um, you know, I look in the mirror. I see this, you know, almost sixty-year-old guy staring back at me, and um, I I see the age creeping up on me. Well, not even creeping, really. It's just jumped all over me. And so, uh, you know, I, I know that I'm getting older, and I know that um, one day I'm gonna not be able to mow my yard and weed my grass and you know, chop trees down and, and 
and do things like that. And I don't want that day to come because that that means I'd have to depend on someone else to do it. And I I just don't like to depend on someone else. I've always been a very independent person, and I'm sure Robert has too. And so us having to drive him to Georgia like this, I'm I'm sure it bothers him, and I'm sure that he knows that this is just you know the the beginning of of what's you know what's to come and uh, I hate that for him because I can have sympathy for him <laughs> and also empathy so it's a it's a challenge you know and it's one that we take every day it's fluid you never know where it's gonna you know you, you really don't know from day to day what's gonna be You know what the world is, is going to throw at you and, and you know this is just a situation where uh, we just take it one day at a time and so uh, today we head to Georgia you know the, the good thing is is that you know it's a it's a Sunday drive it's nice it's you know it's it's cool this morning it's only 74 degrees which is nice down here and uh, there's a few of the maple trees that have uh, started turning and uh, that's beautiful um, it's, it's a nice drive, you know, it brings back a, a lot of good memories of, of driving this path before, and so it's a, it's a lonely drive because there's really nothing between here and Waycross. Uh, you really don't get into any kind of civilization <clears throat> until you get to Waycross, so you got about a good 30 miles of just nothing, so if you if you don't have gas, you better gas up before you get on this road because it's just a two-lane road through the middle of the forest and you're surrounded by uh, trees, most of them pine trees. But uh, every now and then, once in a great while, you come up on a uh, sugar maple that's already starting to turn and it gives you sort of a hint that fall's coming, so it's not too bad, it's not too bad. But you do what you have to do, you know, um, you hope that you're planting flowers, as my grandma used to say, plant flowers, son, you never know when you have to go through and pick a few. And so I'm doing this for my in-laws because it's the right thing to do, but also I hope that it's an it's example for my kids, you know, and that the relationship I have with them now, the good relationship, you know, the healthy uh, paternal relationship that I have with them will benefit me as I get older because they'll feel a, a sense of love and gratitude um, and, and hopefully some responsibility and you know if I need them to drive me somewhere they'll do that but I I hope and pray I never have to do that I hang on to my independence as long as I can but anyway um, if you have parents aging parents then you know exactly what I'm talking about so Hope you guys have a great day and the new week's coming up and um, we're already looking at, I guess we're past the middle of September now. We're, geez, time is flying by. Christmas will be here soon. Anyway, have a great day, guys. Thanks for listening.